When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast. I'm Justin Michael. It is Wednesday, June 14th. I finally have my voice again after going to Game 5 in the NBA Finals. Seeing the Nuggets win the title in person was just an incredible experience. It was a night I'll never forget. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I'm going to talk about just how bad I want that for CSU and the CSU community specifically, especially after seeing the way that this title really resonated with my Nuggets coworkers and the amazing community that they built. There's just nothing like the feeling of being up when you know what it's like to be down, especially for a significant amount of time. And frankly, we're due for another trophy in Fort Collins. It's been far too long, especially for CSU football. CSU men's basketball is due as well. But I'll get into that in just a second. Then we will talk about the 2023 Hall of Fame inductees, the CSU Athletics Hall of Fame inductees, I should say. A couple of football legends are going in this year, so that'll be fun to dive into a little bit. We'll talk about the latest transfer edition for CSU football. That is the women's soccer team, of course. And we might get into a little bit of CSU football recruiting news as well, although I'm leaning towards saving that for the next podcast at the moment just because... I can talk about the two most recent commits, a couple of offensive linemen out of California, but the Rams do have a third commit, a local guy, but obviously got to wait until he makes that announcement. And I think it would make more sense to just do a podcast where I break down all three of them. Anyways, sorry for thinking out loud, but we will talk about recruiting at some point in the next 24 hours. Make sure you're keeping up with all of my written work that I'm doing as well, doing individual pieces on every commit as well as a recruiting tracker that, of course, available at thednvr.com. But yeah, being there in person for Game 5 was, it was surreal. First of all, I never expected to be able to go. I certainly wouldn't have been able to afford a ticket. I actually, it was just an absurd situation, A, a guy that I was best friends with in middle school, played middle school basketball with, watched a ton of Nuggets games with growing up. But really, outside of a couple of messages on social media, Snapchat, stuff like that here and there, had basically fallen out of touch with. I hadn't seen him in well over a decade. And just out of the blue, he hits me up with an extra ticket. And honestly, I'm still in shock about the entire process. But it was a really special night. First off, just getting to be there in person, witnessing history with somebody who appreciated the moment as much as I did. I'm not going to say his name just because I'm not sure what type of 
information he's comfortable with having out there. Not a super active social media guy, so I don't want to I don't want to burn him there. Like I said, though, we were middle school teammates. We grew up watching the Nuggets together. We watched the 2009 series against the Lakers a couple games. I believe he was at my house when the Nuggets traded for Chauncey. So he's a guy like me. He's He's been through it, the highs and the lows. And to go from us, you know, daydreaming, pretending to be NBA players and pickup games and, you know, derping around and practice, stuff like that. Actually, one time we even got to play a, just a quick game during halftime of a Nuggets game. You know how they have kids out there sometimes. But to go from middle school dorks watching Mellow and AI to the Chauncey Mellow era and then ultimately the pain of losing Carmelo Anthony and the pain of Gallo getting hurt in 2013 and the embarrassment that was the Brian Shaw era and everything that happened in between to then getting to watch the Nuggets win their first championship ever with somebody who experienced a lot of my Nuggets roots with me. That was really special. And honestly, it was really special to get a chance to reconnect with a childhood friend. That doesn't happen very often. Not going to get too sappy on you guys, don't worry, but it's true. And I feel fortunate in that regard. And I just feel fortunate that I got to watch this Nuggets team win for the community, for this city that rallied so hard behind this team after years and years of frustration and heartbreak and letdown. When you've been through the lowest of the lows, when you finally get to reach that mountaintop, it's euphoric. It's truly sports nirvana. And it's something that I don't think you can really feel if you're just a, a bandwagon fan. And I don't mean the casuals that just tune in when the team is good or the locals that tuned in once they recognized how special this team was. I mean the people that just pick a new team year after year. When you rock with a team when it's not cool to be a fan of that group. And then you get to experience the excitement of seeing them start to build something in that whole journey because you do have to take enjoyment in the process too. It can't, it can't all just be the end outcome. But God, does it feel good if you are along for that entire ride. And I understand that I'm not even 30. I'm only 28. So there are Nuggets OG fans out there that have been going through this since the 70s. And I've got nothing but love and respect for y'all. But I fell in love with this team when I was eight years old. And I have been 100% in ever since. Quite honestly, for years, it kind of felt like a pipe dream, a fantasy, the Denver Nuggets being NBA champions. With the way the NBA works, with the way that it favored superstars and coastal teams, it felt like the cards were stacked against us in a way that maybe was insurmountable. But when you get the right players and you get the right coach, all of a sudden you get this, this feeling deep in your gut. Like there's still tons of layers of cynicism and skepticism after everything you've been through, you're scorned. But it's like the tide starts to slowly turn and eventually you feel less and less skeptical and more and more hopeful and even confident. And maybe this is a reach here, but just going through this process as a Nuggets fan, honestly, it's given me a little more hope about CSU's future moving forward just because I think there are some parallels there. Certainly been a rough 20 years to be a Rams fan. There have been moments here and there, but largely just a lot of disappointment. 
at times it feels like the cards are stacked against us, certainly as a G5 school. But we have seen that with the right leadership, you can do special things at CSU. And I'm not saying that Jay Norvell is going to be the next Sonny Lubick. Frankly, I don't think there's ever going to be another Sonny Lubick. But I do think that Jay Norvell can be very comparable to Mike Malone in a sense that he came in at the exact right time and he has a personality that connects with star players. It resonates well in the locker room. It also plays well with the fans. I think both of those coaches are very popular amongst their respective fan bases. They say the right things. They do the right things. And you need that, especially if you're coming out of a disastrous era like the Brian Shaw era for the Nuggets or the Steve Adazio era for CSU football. Larry Eustacey and Nico Medved, I think, is a very comparable situation as well. But the other thing that I kept thinking about just in terms of parallels with the Nuggets and the CSU situation is just that as high as everybody feels right now, and man, it feels glorious, I still have to remember it wasn't overnight. It was a process. And I say this because while I do think that CSU is trending in the right direction, I do think that they have the right coach to turn it around. I think they have enough talent to be an interesting, a fun team this year. I also don't want to get too carried away because there's a realistic possibility that this is going to be a season where we're taking another step up, but not necessarily reaching the mountaintop. And that was the big mantra for the Nuggets. We don't skip steps. It was a team slogan that they started years ago. We have a sweet shirt, by the way. You should check out all our Nuggets gear. It's epic. But just see it through. Just stick with it. Because if CSU ever does finally turn this around, those of us that have been here for every single step, that payoff is just going to be phenomenal. I know it's been 21 years since CSU last won the Mountain West. I know it's been decades of coming up short, a pain, a frustration. The easy ones to look at are 2017 Boise State. But I mean, I go all the way back to like the 2002 Week 12 loss to UNLV. CSU still won the Mountain West that year. But that game just always stuck with me. Marcus Houston in Boulder. Mason Crosby drilling a 50-plus yarder. Getting thumped by Wyoming in Steve Fairchild's last game. Ram fans have been through it, man. There was a legitimate five-year stretch where the most exciting regular season game was probably a loss to BYU. And the worst part is, is I don't even know if that five-year stretch was worse than the current five-year stretch that we're in. But I do know that after going through this ride as a Nuggets fan, if CSU ever wins something significant, it's going to mean more to me than just about anything I've ever experienced because I have rocked with this school wholeheartedly my entire life, and it's mostly just brought me pain. I've committed my entire life to CSU, basically. I mean... My life literally revolves around CSU athletics. I miss holidays, gatherings, events, all that kind of stuff. But to me, it's worth it because of the passion that I have for CSU and how much I love what it does for everybody, how it brings everybody together. And I just so desperately want us to experience as a CSU community what the Nuggets community is experiencing right now, this just unadulterated, pure joy and quite honestly, pride. Nobody believed in the Nuggets on a national level. 
we weren't some big, shiny, popular brand. And it'll be the same way if CSU has a, an ascension. But it'll mean more to us because of it. CSU against the world, baby. And I'll be right there with you guys. I can picture the confetti in my head. Comatose firing in the background. I want it so badly. I, I want it more than I want anything else in sports right now. All right, let's move on. I appreciate you guys letting me wax poetically. I don't know how poetic it was, but I appreciate you guys letting me ramble. I, I can say that for, you know, 10 minutes about the Nuggets and CSU and community and going through the process and just how badly I want it, all that stuff. But I got to shout out the homies over at Saturday Neon. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. They're a Denver-based company started by two friends and former college roommates. And whether you're a diehard fan or casual supporter, you'll love the way these signs light up your space in CSU green, baby. Saturday Neon signs are made with high-quality materials. They're backed by a two-year warranty. They're shipped with everything you need to mount, power, and dim, so every sign is easy to install and operate. Great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms, basements, bar areas, you name it. Hey, maybe you still need to get your dad something for Father's Day. Why not hook him up with a sweet RAM sign for the office? Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DNVR for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. I also want to shout out the official beer of DNVR. That, of course, is Breckenridge Brewery. Right now, I am big on the Mountain Beach Sour. I've always been big on the Mountain Beach Sour, but it is summer. I feel like summer sour season, definitely a thing. The thing that's great about Breck, though, is they have a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having an ice-cold Breck brew in hand. I had one in hand throughout the finals game. Breck Brew has been doing it for 32 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy. you got to love that. And you've got to love the endless variety that Breck has to offer. You can't go wrong with a classic Avalanche Amber Ale. Of course, Juice Drop IPA never misses. Like I said, though, there's just something about that Mountain Beach Sour right now that really has me hooked. Just grabbed another 12-pack recently. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. Finally, when you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. There's no upfront fee to speak with you about your case, no fee while they work on your case, no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients. Now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins, Backus & Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Backus & Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Backus & Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Backus & Shanker wins. All right, all right, all right. There are nine members for the 31st class, um, starting with McKenna Barnes, a CSU volleyball player from 2004 through 2008. We have Trevor Brown of men's track and field, 2010 through 2014. Carrie Farrell, CSU softball, 2002 through 2005. I'll go through more some of these, uh, just going through the list real quick. Kaya Hicks, women's track and field, 2011 through 2015. Milt Palacio, men's basketball, 96 through 99. Eric Pierce, CSU football, 2001 through 2004. 
Weston Richburg, CSU football 2010 through 2013. Adrian Ross, CSU football 1994 through 1997. And finally, we have Megan Pluard of CSU volleyball 2009 through 2012. Hope I got that last pronunciation right. Not 100% sure on that one. But just as far as initial thoughts go, I'm surprised it's taken Adrian Ross this long to get in. He's a great story. Walk-on linebacker that ultimately went on to be a two-time first-team all-whack honoree. He was a part of three conference championships and arguably the best CSU defense of all time. Some of those late 90s groups, there's a strong case for some of the early 2000s as well. His 22.5 sacks rank third all-time in school history. He had 10 sacks in the 1997 season. He played in the 1998 Hula Bowl as well as the East-West Shrine game and ultimately went on to play for the Bengals for eight seasons after breaking into the league as a UDFA. On the other end of the spectrum, not surprised at all that Weston Richburg is in just 10 years after wrapping up his career. He was a four-year starter, arguably the greatest center in program history, and he went on to have a nice seven-year career with the Giants and with the 49ers. Unfortunately, injuries kind of marred his career a little bit. At CSU, though, man, he, he just was so savvy. I don't think he gets enough credit for the development and progression of Garrett Grayson. I mean, really, he benefited from that entire offensive line as a whole. That group was stellar for a couple years there. But just the benefit of playing behind a center as smart as Weston, it's huge, especially for an up-and-coming quarterback. And I think the fact that the Giants invested in him as much as they did, both in terms of draft capital and the contract he got, it speaks to that. He really was that rare. All right, keeping with football, Eric Pierce, one of the Pierce brothers, his older brother Morgan, also played at CSU. Uh, Two-time first-team All-Mountain West selection as an offensive tackle for the Rams. According to CSU, he was actually the uh, last Rams offensive lineman to do that, which is crazy to me. I don't know how Weston didn't. Some voters got that one wrong, Um, but... Pierce was a part of an offensive line that set a school record for total yards, ranked number two in yards per game, first downs, passing yards. During his career, they went to three bowl games. This is all from the the press release. And much like Adrian Ross, after going undrafted, went on to have a nice NFL career, played 11 seasons with five different teams. He was a guy that growing up, I would always put him, Joel Dreesen, Clark Hagans, Joey Porter, David Anderson, I had to get all the Ram guys on my team on Madden. Cool to now see him make the Hall of Fame all these years later. All right, this is the last guy I'm going to go into detail on. If you want to learn more about some of these other inductees, you can go to csurams.com. But uh, Milt Palacio, CSU guard from 96 to 99. He was a first-team all-whack guard. He was a starter for three seasons, still ranks third all-time in assists, assists average, and steals. For his career, he was a 1,000-point scorer. He started in 88 games, and his 1,073 minutes played in the 98-99 season, still the third most in school history in a single season. After his career at CSU, he was an undrafted free agent, went to Vancouver, played for the Grizzlies, eventually went on to Boston, Phoenix, Cleveland, Toronto, and Utah over seven seasons, played six more seasons in various other professional leagues after that, 
eventually went on to become an assistant coach for Durham United and the Long Island Nets of the G League. All right, before we get out of here, CSU football, CSU women's soccer have added an in-state transfer, actually the third in-state transfer for the program, Kate Dunn returning home after one year at Oklahoma State. She played in 11 games as a freshman, recorded an assist in the match against West Virginia. We've got a quote from her from the press release. I love Colorado and everything it has to offer. Fort Collins is a great place to be. She is a second-generation Ram, which you've got to love. Um, she brings experience. She played for the real Colorado national team. Every single member of that team went on to play D1 soccer. I've said it before. I've said it again. CSU women's soccer should be a powerhouse with the amount of talent that you have coming out of the high school level. But it is encouraging to see that uh, some of these players are starting to transfer back after leaving the state initially. Prior to going to Oklahoma State, she graduated from Regis Jesuit in Denver. She was an all-league honoree in 2021 and 2022. She was all-state honorable mention in 2021. She is a defender uh, listed at five foot nine and should help bolster the back end. Off the pitch, she is majoring in marketing with a minor in psychology, plans to work in PR or human resources law. All right, make sure you're keeping up with all of my recruiting pieces at thednvr.com. We will have a podcast tomorrow with the latest on the 2024 class, the offensive line starting to come together, uh, the mob starting to pick up the commitments now. Before we get out, though, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades and an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection on all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements, so if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because their team always has your back. And if you want, you can check out their entire collection at their brand new location in the Park Meadows Mall, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. Again, no risk when you shop. They always have your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, we'll be back, like I said, with that recruiting pod tomorrow. I know some of these episodes are a little bit shorter in the offseason, but we're stretched a little bit thin. We're getting there, though. We're getting there about 75 days till the college football season starts. God, I can't wait. All right, y'all. Much love. Go Nuggets. Peace. Probably never make it when you listen.